This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. Visit FundAnything.com forward slash patent troll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo. Welcome to the latest Hooniverse podcast. Um, sad to say Jeff Glucker couldn't make it because his dog Frank just went through surgery and we're all wishing his dog a uh, speedy recovery. Yeah, he's got a little uh, dash hound. And a pair of wieners. wieners. He's got a pair of wieners. He's got a pair of wieners and one of his wieners is broken. Yes. So, but Instead, we have, uh, we have a Hooniverse member from all the way from cold, icy Finland. And Auntie is now on the Hooniverse podcast. Yeah, great to be here. Hey, it's good to have you out here. It's yeah. a little bit of a different scenery for you, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. What's the weather like in uh, Finland? I think we talked about this earlier. Yeah, it used to be like heat wave toasty for, for a couple of weeks. What's uh, heat wave over there? Like 25 degrees in yeah. Celsius. Uh, That's I have around 75, 80 I degrees here. I have no concept of Fahrenheit. Yeah. I think it's a book. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's it. a temperature. It's yeah. a temperature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is your first time in America. Yeah, yeah. I feel so free. It's ridiculous. Is it just so soaking into you all this freedom? Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, ask you, do you have the urge to buy handguns and eat tre- cheeseburgers already? No, but the car is helping, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you driving, by the way? Well, it happens that I was hooked up with a uh, 2014 Dodge Challenger RT Blacktop. Manual two, six two lane blacktop edition. Yeah, two lane blacktop yeah. edition and So you have just dove head first into America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. There's not like zero learning curve. Basically because that thing was waiting me for uh we had a twelve hour flight after a twelve hour layover and I was basically dead and done. In Copenhagen, but, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you score some hard drugs? <laughs> I hear that's a thing to do in Copenhagen. <laughs> Not on... Chew tobacco. Well, they sell those in a kiosk at the airport there, right? Yeah, basically. Heroin and, and you know, PCP just Needles. at the airport. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were pretty, pretty tired by the time we got to the airport. And the one redeeming thing was that the uh, Challenger was there waiting for us. And when I saw it at the uh, the and parking spot... you just roared spot, out of LAX. Yeah, and then yeah. immediately into traffic. Yeah, yeah, in the dark, and mm-hmm. I was following a Miata driven by my friend who had very cautiously uh, driven to LAX to guide us through all the the miserable. It is tough. LAX is a tough airport. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's uh, and depending upon what day of the week you come into, it could be a real pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that's not, that's nice that your buddy came out and actually guided you through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you went immediately off the plane, tired into the biggest coupe we manufacture in the States. Yes. And the worst visibility and no backup camera. Yeah, well, it's a pillbox yeah. on four wheels. 
Yeah. It's actually got more headroom than a Camaro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just before I came here, uh, I was parked like I had tons of space in front of the apartment where we're staying. Mm -hmm. And when I walked back to my car, like now to leave for here, mm -hmm. and I was suddenly I was like jammed between it. Squeezing in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it took mm -hmm. like a f considerable amount of time to get just get out of the parking spot. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you probably had people that parked too close, but those long doors don't help in any parking circumstance. Yeah, I've been really considerate with them. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, when you, when you park in Los Angeles, suddenly Lamborghinis become practical looking. Yeah. yeah. Except for the low ground clearance. Yeah, well, 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 you got the air suspension, so it's okay. Yeah, do you we do. Have clearance, this clearance? is consumer buying advice from Hooniverse. If you want to move to LA, buy a Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a sensible thing. No to one's do. gonna steal them either because there are a million of them here. Also, I saw somebody beating the shit out of his Mondial. Today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it happens apparently. I saw mm -hmm. a Nissan Sentra f fly out of a right-hand turn. Go across three lanes and nearly take out a Toyota Camry, then immediately get pulled over today. Was right? it you? It was. It was leaving uh, Nakatomi Plaza today. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I bet the guy in the Toyota Camry honked, and then the cop pulled the Sentra over, and the uh, Sentra over, and then the Toyota Camry guy must have just thought instant karma. Boom. Yeah. Uh, and then he went home and tweeted it. Yeah, I kind of love when that happens. Yeah. So, what do you think of LA so far? There's so much of it. It's just like yeah. like all, all the servings all. I get here, all the medium-sized coffees that suddenly turn into, like, one-liter chugs. <laughs> That's just, everything I order has to be small. Oh, yeah, because you ordered a medium coffee, and then she got you the cup, and you are like, no. Big no, 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 small, small, small. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, it's it's gotten to a point here where it's, like, even we're walking into restaurants and going, really? That's a medium? Like, yeah. you know, you know, Subway sandwiches, right? When yeah. you go in there and you get a medium drink now and you're like, I can't finish this. There's yeah. no possible yeah. way. Yeah, everything's a big gulp. Yeah, I mean, it's... A small is the size of a pint glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm slowly becoming a non-skinny European with my uh, <laughs> beer <laughs> habits, but yeah. I still can't physically stomach the serving sizes. Yeah, uh, it, it, it uh, is a bit agreed. Well, yeah, I'm with my Lutheran yeah. upbringing. I don't want to leave food on the table. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, those are calories, and calories keep you alive in the cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I can just, wrap just myself like in blower. French fries, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, it's actually fast food restaurants just kind of do this thing where they don't even give you different cup sizes anymore. It's just medium, and you go for free refills a million times over. Oh, so And that awesome. is 8 trillion calories of soda right there. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that's, uh, that's, that's how we do it here now. Yeah. I sort of got into the L.A. mood, or that's what I thought I would do. While watching, you know, LA Story with mm -hmm. Steve Martin, <laughs> and that's that's a beautiful film. And Die Hard. And Die Hard. And, well, those are good representations of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, you know, about thirty years ago, but you know, good representations. On yeah, the LA doesn't change that fast, though. You know? I was surprised to see nobody's really driving LeBarons anymore. Oh, you'd be surprised. I see a couple. I see a couple <laughs> of wood panel LeBarons from time to time. Depends what neighborhood you're in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah near my house too. And you know, we saw that Zimmer Quicksilver. Yeah. Which is great. A Zimmer, an actual Zimmer. Mm -hmm. Now we need to see an actual Zimmer, like the Golden Spirit. Oh, jeez. Yeah. See, you're getting into obscure things where I'm like, I'm lost. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, you they know? made Zimmers in Syracuse, New York, which explains a lot if you think about it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah nothing it's, good comes from Syracuse. No, nothing. It's a really fancy Fiero. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, with a really long nose 
and the cars. The proportions mid-engine. actually look pretty good. I gotta be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? To be honest, is is eighties as the Fiero is. I don't think it's a bad looking car at all. No, 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 no. Yeah, but they also stretch it a bit, and they also yeah. like add more body work in the front and back, oh. and it actually kind of looks like Corolla What's in the trunk? What's in the trunk? I have no idea. The trunk, the front trunk. Uh, uh, probably a spare tire. Dynasty yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, and tons of coke. Ton, lots of coke. Yes. Well, there used to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, no, not so much. Yeah. But, speaking of. Coke. Coke? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I think the Challenger, it's it's really like a domesticated bear, sort of. It's, yeah. it's, it's when not it, that when loud, it, yeah. Yeah, and, well, it's well, it's dark gray, or crystal graphite something. And it's well, a beautiful color. With racing yeah. stripes. Yeah, I, I love the paint on it. The paint job is beautiful. It's really deep. Mm-hmm. And when you park it next to the bagel shop and you're sitting inside and it's staring at you with its like really menacing eyes mm-hmm. and it's it's just like you, you want to pat it on the back like good dog good dog <laughs> and it, so it, it goes out and just does hoarder stuff for you basically <laughs> so are you now completely infatuated with the new hellcat yeah before coming here i watched a couple of the hellcat videos right uh, the official the marketing stuff and also the youtube clip where there's some engine noise and it, it sounds weird and it's, it's so weird, i should yeah. probably preface this with like some of the, i mean this is a relatively new development this car so some of our listeners may not know the hellcat is the new ultra high-end challenger it's a supercharged 6.2 and it's about it's going to be 600 plus horsepower. The rumor is it's going to be 636. 640. Well, the rumor from Lieberman that he was saying is like he heard 666. That, that makes would sense. Be really good that makes sense. Then they should have just called it the Challenger Demon. Bring back that nameplate. Hellcat. Yeah. It's a lot cooler. That's true. Yeah. But I, the coolest part of that car though is the induction through the headlights. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so now now you've got a special place in your heart for Mopars, huh? Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, I haven't even driven that many, like, Dodge products or Mopar products in my day. It's just, like, a couple of Neons and a Sebring. And yeah. Um, those are representative of the usual quality of Dodge products. Yeah, the products. beige mobile, yeah. Um, the, so the Challenger sits on what's called their LX platform, which is yep. the, the Chrysler 300, the Charger, the old Mercedes E Class, right? Yeah, yeah. There, you know, it's a twenty-year-old E Class chassis at this point. It's been updated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those are probably the best passenger cars that they make. Um, yes. In the U.S., ev- all the trucks from all the manufacturers are good because the competition is so tight. But you know, I've owned Chrysler products, and I feel comfortable saying, for the most part, Chrysler products are kind of crap. Um, but the LX cars are good. I will yeah. say that. And uh, you should totally bring this Challenger back to snowy Finland where uh, you can park it next to your Peugeot 205. Yeah. Let's talk yeah, about that. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the polar opposite of the <laughs> yeah, Challenger. Yeah, well, I think best. that's about three Peugeot 205s, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a five liter difference in displacement, isn't there? Yeah, and the, and the car weighs like 800 kilos. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's got 85 horsepower out of its 1.4 engine that I thought was carbureted when I bought it, and it turns out it was uh, single point injection. Wow! Ooh, Ooh. early early fuel injection. They yeah, finally that's... come into the late 20th century. Great. Yeah, yeah. It works fairly well for a car that only cost me 350 euros. Okay. 
and it's it's clean. We're it's basically rust free and can you plastic dip the bumper? Yeah, yeah. Looks really uh, good. Yeah, and it's running on Citroen C5 Alustilis, mm-hmm. uh, 15-inch on 45 profile, on nine, 195. So it basically... That's a big tire for that. Yeah, yeah. It kind of fits the arches really well without right. making it look overly overtired. It, it, it turns it into basically a, caric- a caricature of a Peugeot 205. <laughs> And it's not a GDI, so I have to do some kind of a, my own thing with it's, it. It's the XS, though, which is the GTI in name. Yeah, basically, it's the the budget version with the GDI seats mm-hmm. and a three-spoke steering wheel. And it's a peppy engine. Right. Yeah. 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 I bet it's a blast to drive. It is, because for a car that only costs that little, it's, it's suddenly very robust. And it, the tr- throttle response is immediate it's just it's a barrel last you know what though any good little car that's that cheap yeah you immediately love because you can do whatever you want and you're like i don't care you could roll it down the hill and be like oh well i'm out three you know 300 euros yeah Yeah. i was driving my friend's loaner swift and that was just miserable yeah i was just it's the kind of car that made me like consider steering out of the road just to end it all <laughs> and I, I i wrote a really long dirge on universe about that because right. it felt like it drained my life force <laughs> while the Peugeot just tops it up it's right. just, every time i drive it i laugh just it makes me giggle see the thing is like you know we don't get the we don't get any of the french cars here yeah um anymore it, Anymore. Well, and it's been quite some time. It's well, been yeah, yeah, 20, well, 25 years. Yeah, this is from 30. the time that they made the 405. Yeah. Yeah, this is a 24-year-old car, which is eligible for import quite soonish. So I'm going to buy it off I you. I should sell it to you. I'm going to buy it off you. It would be great. And you would probably break it. I'll probably blow an engine in it. Yeah, check out the bearings and stuff. You know, there. it's an interesting question, though. Even though you could federally import it with, with under fe- U.S. federal standards, mm-hmm. I don't know if you could register it in California because mm-hmm. it doesn't. It probably wouldn't meet our emissions requirements. Yeah, it has a catalytic converter, but yeah, but even then, California, like yeah. we in in for a long time in the states, yeah. you, they would build a, a car for for the other 49 states and then there'd be a special California one. Yeah, uh, with, with a like long time. zero Yeah, my Miata's a federalized car like that. Yeah. And a lot of like vacuum rotting. The worst were like the old the old uh, F-bodies and the old Corvettes. Yeah. Because yeah. they had big motors and they were trying to get the emissions down, they would neuter them for the California market. Yeah. And they made Lots significant... Lots of EGR. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly all those were imported to Finland and turned into pickups. I know. Yeah. 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 You guys, you guys love the Camaros for some reason. Yeah. Finland is, in a sense, I guess the guys wanted, wanted to be like a small America. And the funny thing is the government wants it to be something else completely. Uh, yeah. Fuel prices are on the higher side of European fuel, fuel prices. What are you paying per liter? Uh, 1.6 okay. per liter. So, yeah. Nine bucks. Yeah. 
Bergelin. I just yeah. really I remember doing an article on this way back when before you started writing for Hooniverse. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, it, I just love the idea that people in Finland love the third gen Camaro so much they're willing to bring it over and hack it up into a pickup truck just so they can drive yeah, it around. Yeah, the, like all that paperwork that just they're just like completely. You guys around. are aware we do we did build the El Camino in the Ranchero. <laughs> <laughs> we already had that car. Yeah, they probably didn't meet some weird regulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also bought those Capris wagons and took out the rear seats mm-hmm. and turned those basically into vans. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and the rear seat was made out of cardboard. Oh, well, of course it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it all makes sense in 80s Finland. And there, this wasn't like some home homebrew backyard thing. There, there were companies doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, w- which were basically like affiliated with semi-official uh, importers. So mm-hmm. basically, it wasn't just one guy with a welder. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, from what I've seen online, I mean, they, amongst all the, the Scandinavian countries, it's, there is this spirit of hot rodding. That there is a lot of interesting stuff that gets built over there. Yeah. And exactly. it has a distinct, you know, it, it's definitely influenced by American hot rodding, yeah. but there's also its own its own influence. Like I see, you know, you see a lot of American cars, but then you'll see like. Some some Volkswagen or some BMW or Mercedes parts yeah. put on them, and it's a it's an interesting mix that, and and they all seem to be v- much cleaner done from the ones I've seen, you know, compared to the average cheap hot rod that's done. Yeah, here. there's a certain work ethic going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a certain level of precision that everybody yeah, yeah, demands. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of honesty. And and I can appreciate that because yeah. I'm an engineer and that's yeah. how I live. Yeah, and of course you know. they are like. Superb beaters and just like rattle can stuff and whatever brings out the hot rodder in you, I guess. And so, you and you write for uh, American Iron magazine there. Yeah, too. yeah, I do. So, I, yeah. I do the new sections for what? What's the subculture there called for um, American hot rods? Because I know in Sweden they have Regari, right? Yeah, you mean uh, Ragar- Ragar- Ragaren? Yeah. Ragaren. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. You have to, the pronunciation must be like. I have to say. You guys have yeah. extra vowels that we don't yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the consonants They're are on different chains, sort. too. Yeah. They're on the same row. Yeah. It's yeah. a bunch of like 15 vowels in the same row. Yeah. And yeah. also the Swedes have things like Pilsner Bill, or <laughs> Pilsner Bill, which means basically like beer car. Yeah. And that's. Your average wagon with all the the panels kicked in and it's, it's basically beer mobile if you, yeah, yeah, if you literally mobile. translate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, beer mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting thing. I mean it's it's so funny. I mean the car culture, it's different, but it's, it's so much the same. Yeah, I, yeah. I I would love to take a trip. I, I would actually love to see um, my buddy Mike Musto who hosts Big Muscle. Yeah. I would love to see him go over there for a few weeks and just and, and shoot there. Yeah. It, Find some guy with, like, a T-bucket that has, like, a thousand horsepower. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, somebody takes, you know, somebody takes, like, uh, you know, once again, like, a Model T or something like that and puts a, an Audi 4.2 in it. Yeah. You know, that that to me is cool because it's just, like, we've seen the flathead Fords and the 350 Chevys a million times over. Yeah. And while it's, you know, the fastest way to get those up and running and it makes a lot of sense and it's economically feasible... To see something like those Mercedes or the Volkswagen or, or the Audi motors in there that don't that were never meant, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's basically trolling but with style. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a Peugeot 205 with a Corvette engine in it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Or keeping install uh, a DeLorean 2.8 V6 boat anchor, which doesn't 
actually fit any purpose, I guess. No, basically not. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, my buddy Matt uh, had, had had bought a De- because they're remanufacturing DeLorean. So yeah, yeah. We know which Matt this is, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I for the sake of conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just... You know, he he had his you know motor done a little bit of work on it yeah. where they did. Um, you know, they smoothed out the cylinder heads, yeah. and they put it in a, in a uh, you know, a more radical camshaft on it, yeah. and that made all the difference in the world in that car. Yeah. It went from being kind of a slow car to being perfectly reasonable. Yeah, it sort of possibly turned into a, like a Eurospec car. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly, well, yeah. the motor's a little stronger than Eurospec, yeah. and then he brought the suspension in line with Eurospec, yeah. so it looks right now, because our version was way too tall and underpowered. Yeah, exactly. And, I'm a huge Back to the Future nerd. Yeah. Obviously. He's going to be going to Marty McFly's house later this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm just knocking on the door. <laughs> Are you going to go Somebody's by, uh... co- coming in with a baseball bat. <laughs> Are you going to go uh, swing by uh, Twin Pines Mall? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or is it Lone Pine Mall? Lone uh, Pine Mall, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On this timeline, now, where, I guess. Where is that, actually? Mm-hmm. I think it's in Burbank or Glendale. Yeah, because really? I, I checked it out and I can't remember anymore. But yeah. Cool. yeah, it's really cool. It's still standing. Watch out for the Libyans. Yeah. Watch out for anyone in a Volkswagen van. Yeah, watch out for Chasey Penny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a huge uh, fan of the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. And I think what Matt did is like textbook perfection with uh, it being a manual. It's the right color yep. leather. It's what it's needs to be done. It's the ideal DeLorean. Yeah, yeah. And I think that... The important thing is because those modifications were done by DeLorean. Yeah, it's it's not diminishing the value. Yeah, it's I mean like he quite literally edition. yeah he quite literally probably has the nicest driven DeLorean in the United States. And yeah, he bought his with super low miles too, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, wasn't like barn find find. It was almost a barn find. I mean, it it wasn't. It hadn't been lost, but it had been sitting in park since I think 1986. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, so it was, and I think it had like maybe 2,000 miles on it. Yeah. So it was, it's effectively a brand new car. I guess a lot of DeLoreans don't have that, that many miles on them. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't be a primary car for most people. Yeah, and it be, it became a cool car so soon in yeah. its life. Yep. Like, I guess 83 and 84 might have been like obscure years for it, but then... The movie came out and just the th- whole thing blew out of proportion. Yeah, I was trying to think if there's something that's modern that's analogous to like, well, the karma, I guess. Yeah, basically. the Fisker karma. Yeah, 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 that would be a good point. Um, or the one I'm waiting for, the the new Alpha, the 4C. Yeah. That oh, I can't wait until we get that. That yeah. looks like that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I spent some time in the canyons over the weekend and. Uh, you know, I was I was uh, chasing behind uh, a friend of mine in a Fiesta ST, yeah. and on the very, very tight roads, the Fiesta ST is just more at home than my Corvette, and it was just like, I was itching for a smaller car for those roads, and I think the 4C is perfect for those drives. Yeah. If it's anything like a Lotus Elise, it, uh, it competes against, or even the Boxster, which feels kind of big compared to that. Yeah. You know, that'd be great. And yeah. people will probably learn to love the headlights. There's a kind of tripophobic we thing going get on. No, we, get spec, we get a we different get spec headlights. of headlights that aren't so ugly. Ours don't look like spider eyes. Yeah. 
that's the first thing, first time that's happened that you get the good stuff. I know. Yeah. It's yeah, surprising. We're, we're, I'm not going to bug you about getting Eurospec headlights from a junkyard yeah. in uh, Finland. Yeah. Are, are, are they going to be like sealed beam from <laughs> the 80s? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The inside <laughs> light's going to be amber. Yeah. You know, like on the Old Fiat Benzes. 500 Jolly with all the like really like googly eyes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just going to look like Quadrophenia but with lights instead well, of Well, it's, you know, it's an Italian car. So the batteries are going to run off of D-cell batteries. Yeah. And they're going to work for about 30 feet ahead of you, and that's it. Yep, of yeah. course. Um, and the wearing is going to be held together with twine. Yes. Yeah. Well, it'll be wet twine, so it'll be conductive. Oh, good. And so that's well, then it'll, twine. But then it'll dry yeah. up, so it'll burn. Right. Well, it's Italian. It's supposed to. Exactly. So also, well, you know, there are cars like the what's it, the Peugeot RCZ that we don't get. Yeah, but it's it's kind of stupid because it's front-engined and it's designed to look like a mid-engine car. Oh, because yeah. it's based oh, so it's like the Chrysler cab forward design. Yeah, yeah. Where the A-pillar is right by the wheel. Yeah. S- see, I, I'm dying to drive some of the, the French hatches, like the DS3. Yeah. That, that to me, looks like that's a fantastic car. Yeah, it looks like a designer sneaker. Yeah. I want to drive the Twingo, the new Twingo. The rear-engined rear-wheel drive Twingo is going to be sweet. I, I just want to drive the old Twingo. The first one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, with a, like a United Cars of Benetton so, sort of a yeah. edition. I feel like you, you only have to drive one of those if you're in like a car chase. Like like yeah. in the Bourne Identity, instead of the Mini, it'd be a Twingo. Yeah. Or like in Ronin. Yeah, and the Twingo also had a digital dashboard Ooh. yeah but it was basically like a like a kitchen scale so <laughs> they they kind of cut the price on that one yeah yeah and then uh yeah and then there's actually somebody in my neighborhood that has a renault r5 okay uh, which are exceedingly rare here in the states also and so i yes. saw a lecar Le- Le- yeah lecar yeah, yeah. Le- for sale in finland mm-hmm Probably the only one. Or as the French call it, car. Car. The, the car. <laughs> no, car. no, no. Voiture. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The Renault. Renault. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but let's talk about your secret mission that you're really here in America to do. And your secret mission is to drive the greatest car in the world. The yeah. The Chrysler yeah. TC by Maserati. Yeah. The car that actually brought American and Italian car manufacturing together, even better than... Uh, Alante. Alante, yeah. yeah. If yeah. there was nothing that we needed more in that time frame was for the power and reliability of Italian cars to meet the power and reliability of American cars. No, it was to, it was to meet the compact uh, compact platform efficiencies of the K-car platform. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing all, gets all the ladies hot. The styling that. values of the Chrysler LeBaron. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. You give the mechanical parts to the Italians, you know, for their reliability, and then you let Chrysler design the body. Who was the idiot that put this thing together? You let the Italians design hey, things. Hey, Lee Iacocca was a genius. No, he yeah. wasn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, regular car reviews had a good point in the New Yorker review where he was like, Lee Iacocca was able to just somehow pull, pull this fast one over America where he just took one platform and upscaled it in accordance to size and trim and price. Yeah, he was really sympathetic th- towards uh, the New Yorker in that right. review. And Chris, mm-hmm. remember, if yeah. you can find a better car, 
buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna. I, I've always want. I've always liked the Cadillac Elante, and I would love to buy one, and then you can buy a Chrysler's TC by Maserati. Because I found the better car and I bought it. And exactly. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna, you remember that scene in Against All Odds when they're racing on Sunset Boulevard? Like the it was the 328 versus the 911 Turbo. And it exactly. Was, yeah. It was uh, James Wood ver- Woods versus who was the other guy? Uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be like that. We'll re- reenact that scene yeah. with our terrible Italian-American cars. I think yeah. if you buy, if you two buy those cars, that's the beginning of a murder-suicide pact. That is, you you don't survive owning those cars. They're we're gonna, just we're gonna end up shameful. dead. In a the problem is container. that the Alante is probably a really good car, well made, well designed. It's mm-hmm. pinoc- great proportions. Exactly. Well, and like, it was made to beat the Mercedes SL, and it probably did quite well. And it I also guess. cost like eighty thousand dollars new. Also, and it starred in the mo- one of the movies that has the best soundtracks in the whole wide world. Beverly Hills Cop. No, Tango and Cash. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah. You really are. Uh, you are all you about are Mr. the '80s. The uh, '80s American crap. That yeah. Is... And this is the first time I'm on American soil, so. which is funny because. I grew up in the 1980s and 1990s in America, and I have no fondness for the 80s in America. <laughs> yeah, that, that's because you actually dealt with it back yes, then. Yes, yeah. I, You know, when I walk around places now and I see kids dressed like they're in the 80s, and I see, like, sh- girls just short of, like, shoulder pads at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I go, that wasn't a good look then, and it's not a good look now. They need the Aquanet. they got to have the Aquanet oh, God. and the Zumba yeah. pants. I see a lot of Zumba pants around these days. Also, I see a lot of Zumba around. Zip, uh, speaking of good looks... Back then and back now, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the Jeep Cherokee XJ, I drove that mm-hmm. uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, the you drive a diesel? No, 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 4.0 oh, right, uh, right. Limited. Ooh. And that was a nice drive. A little bit jittery, p- perhaps, Yeah. but I love the engine. You can beat the hell out of it. Yeah, that straight well, six I, is... I treated can. it like on kid gloves, basically. <laughs> it's a nice, low-mileage car, mm-hmm. imported Way back in '91, I guess. Right. Leather, preferred leather. leather. Jeeps have always been, you know, they've had their faults, but I think overall they're always remembered fondly. Yeah, it's a strong engine. Yeah, that that straight six was a very good motor, and, yeah. and it's it's gone now just because it it wasn't up to snuff for modern standards, but. I mean, it was... They built that thing for 30 years, that engine. Yeah, I mean, you've got that Jeep 4-liter, you had the Chrysler Slant 6, and you had the Buick 3.8. And those three motors were... They powered countless generations of American cars with ridiculous amounts of reliability. Are you talking about the 3800 Series 2 engine, the GMs? The 3800 Series in general. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Those those were in everything. You can't destroy those motors. They're... They're almost indestructible. Everyone in America has had a car with that engine in it. Yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, in Finland, everybody had a 2.8 Camaro Sport Coupe. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That if was you really the, wanted to splash out. That was the 60-degree motor that was that then got turned into the 3.1 and the 3.4. Yeah. This is where my obscure... 3.1 and the Lumina. Yeah, yeah Lumina. The first Euro generation coupe. Lumina, Euro Coupe. This, yeah, is, this is where this my obscure yeah. engine knowledge starts kicking yeah. in. When we start talking about stuff that went into... You know, late to early to late '90s muscle cars in the U.S. You know, and yeah. those those 60 degree V6s were utter crap. And they were complete crap to the point that they replaced them in the Camaro and Firebird in 1995, halfway through the model year with the 3.8 because they were such shit motors. And I have to correct myself. Actually, I mistakenly said our 1996 Chevy Lumina had a series uh, 3800 engine. No, it had a 3.1. Had the 3.1. Yeah, our right second there. gen Lumina. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, my dad thought that was a monster uh, engine at the time. 3.4, is it the minivan engine, which was in the... Uh, the Dustbusters? The, yeah. yeah. And also on the, the Camaro, the Firebird of the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I drove one of those, a Japanese import. Wow. So really? it went from yeah, yeah. America to Japan to Finland. Exactly. Jeez. That uh, is a Carmen San Diego of cars yeah, right one there. One of my friends bought it. And it kind of had some sort of EGR problems at some point. Yeah, the, 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 that will always have EGR problems. Yeah. It's like... The check engine light never went off. If that car had a family crest, it would be a broken EGR valve over mm-hmm. a man crying. And then yeah. and then a bottle of uh, a bottle of Scheinerbach or something. Yes. Yeah. So like Ned Stark, yeah. Joe One. <laughs> oh, too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> so, uh... Oh, oh, let's talk about your Lada. You have a Lada. Yeah, I had a loner Lada for a week. A loner Lada. Loner Lada. These are press cars they get in Finland for automotive journalists. Yeah, yeah. No challengers. Lada Samara. Mm. Uh, the Chrysler Neon of Russia. 38 mm-hmm. pounds of Soviet pride. Yeah. Smells like smells like Borscht and seats 35. Yeah. It actually smelled like exhaust fumes. Yeah, exactly. And... It was really well... I mean, it looked like it was clean It was clean. Quotations. Yeah, air quotes don't go over so well on, on I know, podcast. But, but yeah. you have to assume that anything, anytime you mention a lot of that's clean, is you're being sarcastic. Yeah, well, like, zero rust, basically. Had a little miles on it, right? Uh, 84,000 kilometers. Okay, never mind. And five speeds, and some kind of carburetor issue that pretty much prevented it from reaching 100 kilometers per hour. Right. Yeah, it just wouldn't go. Which for people that don't, that's sixty miles an hour. Now, what's yeah. it, what's it like to drive a lot of Samara? Uh, a lot of effort. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of uh, the steering's very vague. Right. Uh, the seats are unfavorable. <laughs> uh, the thing is that if you like tiptoe it, you're gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. But if you go Take it, take it, yeah. You you need to beat on it like really hard. Go to a back road, uh, preferably on winter. Mm-hmm. If you just give it the beans, uh, because the ride is pretty good on okay. rough surfaces. Right. It would probably be fine on the 405. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, even though every time you drove the 405, you thought you got a flat tire. Cause yeah, yeah, I'm like looking at the TPS. Which actually, Chris, you and I should mention that this weekend, this past Memorial Day weekend, is they finally opened up the carpool lane after five years of fiddling with the damn 405. Yeah, yeah. And there's still a shitload of traffic. Oh yeah, I mean one extra lane is not going to fix our problems. But here. it's now the longest continuous uh, carpool lane in America, 58 yeah, I, miles. 58. I mean that's, that's from Orange County all the way to San Fernando. That is uh, fairly remarkable. Well, of course, that doesn't do anything when you get somebody in the carpool lane that decides to, do, to drive 50 miles an hour. And then once you get to LAX, that one section where even the carpool lane slows down. Yeah, it's... Going past La Tierra. You know... Local reference. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, local references get your local work. It feels like the 405 is tarnishing the good name of the Peugeot 405. Retroactively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... But it sounds like you were a bit surprised by how shit the roads are here. Yes. They're not perfect in Finland, by yeah. all means. There are potholes and stuff but like... But that's what happens when you have winter. Yeah. Yeah, and like heavy, heavy rigs, like tearing the hell out of like roundabouts. Yeah. There's one roundabout that I only really want to deal with my Citroen Santia. And I basically bought it to 
withstand that one roundabout and haul some <laughs> IKEA so, mirrors. So that car is just for one specific route. Yeah, that's why it's been sitting for a month, basically. And you might replace that, but we're not going to have liberty to talk about what you're going to replace it with. Well, I can replace it with anything, basically. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but because you I'm, I'm like a huge it. addict of uh, browsing cars on other. Yes. So uh, the finished Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. Just prior to recording, we had to go make a little run to pick up dinner. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I gave you the keys to the C6. Yeah. Uh, regrettably, not a C4, but yeah, it'll your do. Favorite it'll Corvette. do. <laughs> I think you're the only person in history to ever say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris, your Corvette's pretty good, but I wish it was 20 years older and shittier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it should be like cocaine white. And red interior. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and just I'm, blasting I'm not Sydney quite sure If it should be like the really early ones or a set of one. No, it should be the early one because the later one it would look really good in silver or like that dark green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, here's the thing: is when you get into a late C4, you get into a car that's almost reliable and decent. Yeah. So that defeats the entire purpose of owning a C4. Yeah. Also, yeah, the yeah. late C4s were in the '90s, where every car was teal and it looks really good. Yeah. Teal. Never seen anything like this before. Yeah. Like the slogan said. Yeah. So what you uh, so what you think of your first time driving a Corvette? Yeah, that's a lot of power and that's a really short gear shift. Yeah, well, and I should say that that's not the stock gear shift yeah, at all. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, I I like it, but it is very difficult to get used to at first, especially when the gearbox is cold and the oil's not warmed up yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I sort of I immediately got the whole thing about it. It's, yeah, yeah, just, it's just I I just tiptoed it like I I always tiptoe the cars at first. Right. And then I was given the liberty to drop the hammer, and it was glorious. It's yeah. Just like Nakatomi Plaza, it was everything I ever wished it would be. Aww. See, it's a shame that uh, you know we couldn't have done a day in the canyons or something like that because you could have got a feel for like how yeah. the, how we can actually use these things. Because I mean, it, that car I put that together specifically for doing canyon runs in Malibu here. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know on a straight road, it's it's quick, but it's you know not really utilizing what it was built for. Yeah. Um, that's one thing is that the and you'll find as you guys drive north of San Francisco, yeah, the 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 roads here as you go further north are phenomenal. They are some of the best driving roads probably that you'll find in the United States. Period. Yeah, I think PCH is topping the lists everywhere. Yeah, like, just remember to pull this, this, over if there's a faster guy behind you. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and even you know, Chris Harris is out here all the time, and we're talking about, and we were talking about it last time he's here. And, you know, he got and he was saying that there's for his money there's not too many roads in Europe that he'd rather be driving than driving in in Malibu. Also, so. I, I really trust his judgment because he owns a Porsche 205 XS just like yes. mine. Does he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That, it's He's one of the reasons why I got somehow. mine. His is black and mine is white. That's but, great. Yeah. You have Herbie. And he is horse the hate bug. Exactly. Look that reference up, yeah. kids. Yeah, and as of. As of this last Saturday, my uh, compatriots over at the Drive Channel are, of course, now on NBC Sports. Yeah. Um, which Congratulations is a, to them. Yeah. It's a it's a big deal, and those guys put in a lot they of work. They are the true modern relevant Top Gear. Um, Relatively. Well, I, I don't know if I'd say that they're... I, I still like Top Gear an awful lot. Yeah, it's kind of like but, The Simpsons. It's kind of sucky. It's still good. It's kind of sucky. It's still good. It's... They have their moments of, of, of really good content. 
Yeah, you know? yeah, and then you skip over the all. The, the it's rest it's of at a what? point where it's like you're not expecting them to break any new ground as they were like even f- five six series ago, but yeah. you're just content that they're doing the, they're still doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. The you guys know? are having fun, I guess, but I wish the fun wasn't as scripted. But I'm possibly I'm I'm being too harsh. It's still a good show. It's still I I still have fun watching that show. I yeah. I really enjoy it. Um, I think. A lot of that show is turned into them going, how far can we push things before the BBC says no more? Yeah. And basically, the differences between single episodes can be huge. I I think the first episode of the latest season with all the hot hatches getting beat up, that was horrible. And the Uh, next episode was brilliant. Did they beat up a 205? No, I think they had a just golf GDI and some Fiesta and... What I else? really like those 70s Fiestas. You see a lot of those in Europe, obviously. Yeah, well that, so. that was in the, like 1990 XR2 or something. XR2. Yeah. Have you had the uh, fortune to drive a new Fiesta, the ST? Nope. It, it, it's very good. It is unbelievably good. It has no right to be as good as it is. You know, I drove a Fiat 500 Abarth recently, and boy, that car kind of sucks. Yeah, that car is a piece of shit. It, it sounds good. It looks cool. And it really is kind of a handful. Um... Yeah, that thing had all of like the lateral stability of a bucket of water. Yeah, it um, really did feel like that. Just kind of sloshy. I don't know who they built it to fit, but I'm just under six feet tall, and I don't particularly. You sit fit. very upright too. You're like you sit yeah. very upright, and the steering wheel sits in front of you like you're driving a bus. You feel like the steering wheel is tilted, tilting as you turn, like tilting forward or something like that. It's just very awkward. Yeah, well, it could be the steering column just breaking while you're driving. Who knows? But, uh, you know, to compare that against the Fiesta ST is not even a contest. The ST is no, so No, they're, they're not in the same category it's whatsoever. The best. Yeah. It's the best. I don't... At least in the States, there's nothing that comes close to matching the Fiesta ST. Yeah. Have you driven the four Fiesta lately, basically? <laughs> yeah. Have you... Yeah. Have you driven an ST lately? Because I like the Focus, but I like the Fiesta more. Also, the first thing I saw today when stepping out of the apartment, just walking to the street, a 1990s uh, Ford Taurus. The, the, the blobby one. The what? The blobby one from the, yep. uh, the, the book. Yeah. The, the oh, car. Yeah. The, it's <laughs> disassembled entirely out of ovals. Yes. Yeah. The oval oh, Taurus. Of course, yeah. O- yeah. Ovoid Taurus. My parents had an 88, yeah. the, the Robocop yeah. one. I really want to buy the Taurus just because of the book, because the workers and the engineers put so much effort into the car, basically. It's, like nobody else would have it's done. It's the blandest car ever, but to, to be fair to it for its time, they were good, reliable cars. You know? Yeah. Um, you should buy a show. 300 horsepower V8 up front. Yeah, SHO, show. Show. Yeah. For show. You know what I just show. realized is that Ford needs to make a diesel version of the Fiesta ST. Because STD? then it could be the STD. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which would be a good, funny joke. I mean, they'll never do it, but I'd, I'd enjoy <laughs> it. You know? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, Europe... you know, you know, Subaru has always had the STI. That is, that is true. Yeah. I think uh, Europe would be a good breeding ground for the car, I guess. Yeah, yeah. breeding ground. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially Amsterdam. Uh, because everything is a turbo diesel in Europe these days. Yeah, well, we. I mean, I had the fortune of driving. Uh, Volkswagen brought the GTD over here to the States. Yep. Um, oh, for, great, yeah. For the, uh, for, to make the press trips, and I got to spend an afternoon with that car. And that car was fantastic. I would... 
I would take that car as a daily driver any day because it's it has all the handling proficiency of a GTI, but has that fantastic diesel motor, so it's perfect for traffic in Los Angeles, and it gets great fuel economy. Best of the best. Yeah, it's if there's one, you know, Volkswagen, uh, the the gasoline cars have a spotty reliability record here in the states. Yep. Because most of them are built in 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 Mexico to a different spec than you guys get. Yeah. Um, but the diesel cars come from Germany, and the diesels are phenomenal, and they're they hold their value here very well. Yeah, from what I understand, something happens on the boat over as well. To the they get imbued with magical powers of reliability. Yeah, you know the Audi all road is probably really reliable in Germany, and nobody's buying this. Oh no, they're awful cars here. Yeah, yeah, they're even MacGyver had his brake. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the saddest photo ever. That's yeah. right in the childhood. That's because that's because he didn't have a pocket knife and a paperclip and a little ball of twine. Yeah, there's probably you can't fix air suspension with a pocket knife. <laughs> well, actually, Volkswagen's really good about bringing over rare, uh, rare cars from Europe and letting us Yanks drive them all around the, uh, all across the country to do the tours with them. So I drove a Scirocco R and I drove a diesel Tiguan, which we don't get. And um, Tiguan is a uh, I didn't like the Tiguan that much. The diesel engine and that. Wasn't that great? But the Scirocco R is brilliant. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, I get to drive that for two seconds, and that yeah. was uh, that was a good little car. Although it's it, fastest front wheel drive car, I think one of the magazines ever tested. It was like zero to sixty in five point one front drive. Although I think that would be thoroughly trounced now by the Voxels, because the Voxels are putting out like 260, 270 horsepower. The yeah, front wheels it's getting out of hand because they're using the uh, they're using the the GM Ecotec motors, which are those are very powerful little motors. I mean, those cars, I mean, I know people here that have those making 400 horsepower with just a turbo upgrade. And yeah. Vauxhall's at that stage in life where they're just like, you know what, we don't, we just don't fucking care anymore. No one's buying our cars, and no one's no one's going to buy our cars rationally compared to, like, Volkswagen. We're just going to just put a lot of angry angry uh, styling bits on it and just make, them, make our cars insane. Well, they make, the best, they make the best car on sale in the UK. Well, the most insane car on sale, and that's the VXR8. That's true. They bring the they bring the Holden in, and then they supercharge it and sell it to everybody. It's insanity, and I love that about that car. Yeah, I and it's a, also about the size of a council parish in England. So. I kind of have a hard time relating to Vauxhall because uh, the things are Opals elsewhere in the Europe. And yeah, yeah they've always traded back and yeah, forth. Yeah. The Buick Opal, if you want a great yeah. American brand or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah they you know it, it, the, the slogan in the 70s was intriguingly foreign. Was it? Yeah, it really was. I did an article on it. Wow, of course you did. Of course I did. <laughs> did it was an ad with the it was an ad with the Manta and then they had a they had a brown GT. Yeah. I feel like at a certain point you're just going to start writing your articles while smoking a pipe. You think I don't do that already? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me if you did. Yeah, put that in a pipe and smoke it. Yes, that's right. Blake will go through his his collection of watches and wind them finally while he smokes his pipe and writes an article. No, 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 see, see, see. I don't wind them myself. The help does that. Oh, the help. Well, see, I wasn't going for the high-end thing. I was just going for the fact that you have this this inordinate love for for watches. Oh, we're at Casio right now. I like watches. I like wine. I like fancy Italian twine. (laughs) Do you like pina coladas? Of course. In the rain? Well, I don't know how that song goes. Yeah, well, that's not important. Yeah, I'm not an 80s kid like you guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, yeah, that's kind of... You, you were born in the 90s, weren't you? I was you? born in 87. Or you weren't born in the 87? So I spent three years in the 80s. I don't remember any of it. 
Yeah, you didn't miss anything. No, probably Don't not. worry about it. No. The only thing you missed was like a handful of sitcoms and you Max probably, Headroom. I you, missed Max you Headroom. Mixed hack, you mixed uh, Max Headroom and then you also probably missed Family Ties. Yeah. I love Family Ties. Of course you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love course. the 80s. You really yeah, do and love and the that 80s. I had like the other uh, prototype, Marty McFly, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And and I was, I was born in 84, so basically I spent a good chunk of my life. You remember it as a little kid. Yeah. 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 What, what car would you buy from your birth year? From 84. This is something that would actually take a lot of time to answer, like, properly. But right now, I would want a Mitsubishi Starion. Yes, I love those. If That's my made favorite 80s car. I learned, a, I learned a little fact about that the other day. No, the, the name, the Star of Orion. What's that? It's the Star of Orion. It's yeah. not Stallion. It's yeah. translated. Yeah, because yeah, that's no. racist. <laughs> yeah, it is really, but it was, it was kind of funny. I, I kind of want to believe it, just like I want to believe Nova yeah. and No Go, and people still say that like it's fact, and they're yeah, Because nobody goes to Snopes. Yeah, nobody yeah. goes to Snopes. <laughs> Although, you know, the funny thing is, is there was one big Asian brand that everybody knows of that was a, was a mispronunciation, and that's how we got the name. Donkey Kong. What? Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah, that's true. It was supposed to be Monkey Kong, and the translation got mangled. Well, also, um, when the when they created Pac-Man, they were going to call it Puck-Man, but the Americans had to change it because they thought it would get vandalized. Yes. So they changed it to Pac-Man. It, it, it's true. Yeah. Obscure fact. facts about 1980s video games. Exactly. That's what it's for, basically. Yeah, I but mean... The, but the Mitsubishi Pajero, that's that's a true yeah. thing. Yeah, Let me yeah. think. So, but it's you probably... want a Starion, and I found... There's a there's a guy I met out here for a while ago that built a really cool Drift Starion. Uh, it's awesome. beautiful. i got to try and track the guy down so that um, they can film it for 200 Smoking Tire. Yeah. It, it's a gorgeous car. Matt and I fell in love with it instantly. Um, and then uh, I think the car, if I was going to go for my birth year... I think I gotta go to Kuntosh. Or not Kuntosh. Uh, yeah, Kuntosh. Were you born in 1979? No. <laughs> 82. Okay, fair enough. But it was in production. I would go for the Ferrari F40. Get the uh, the cannonball Kuntosh. Oh, with the front wing, and then you need a chick with uh, a push-up bra. Yeah, and a lady cop. Yes. See, the thing is, is I only go Kuntosh. Not be- I like Lamborghinis, but I'm not a huge fan of the Kuntosh. But... 1982 is a bleak year for cars. Yeah. There's not a lot of cars that were on sale. I think it's a sweet Firebird. Yeah, the Quattro, the Urquattro. Ooh. I didn't think of that. The Urquattro, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, the Mercedes 190 came out in 83. Could you get a Lancia Stratos then? That was a 76, 77, I think, 77, 78. And the Delta, Delta wasn't, Delta was out I think Delta came out in 79, but it was still kind you could of get a, a, you could get a kind of Monte box. Carlo. You could get a Lancia Monte Carlo. Yeah, Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or the other option, if you're going to go cheap, too, a uh, Fiat X19. No. <laughs> Buick T-Type. Regal, Somerset, Electra. Mm. They made a yeah, lot the, of T-Types. With the, uh, the display, the CRT thing. I don't even care about oh, that. But it, get yeah. a Riata. Yeah. I like Riatas. Yeah. Those are cool. They they still look great. Yeah. But they're all beat to hell, obviously, because yeah, they were shitty. There's one quite close to my town, and it's beautiful. It's really? red. The interior is, like, flawless completely. Mm-hmm. And it's German import, Riata. Nice. Oh, so it was it was perfectly maintained. Exactly. Yes. Meticulously so. Yeah. And it even managed to break down at some point because I saw it at a shop and I went to ask about it. You know, Germany's got a checkered past, but I gotta say I like a lot of the things that modern Germany's doing. 
weren't those, weren't those Royata uh, series uh, 3800 engines, or were they yeah. Iron Dukes? Uh, I don't know back then. Later on, I, I know they were 3800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any... They were and front-wheel drive. Yeah. Yes. In the 80s, you could get anything with a quad-four Oldsmobile engine, like those Toronado Trofeos. Yeah. Uh, those are great-looking cars. At my father's house right now, there is a 1984 Toronado sitting with about... 18,000 miles on it. Oh, yeah. You remember, I remember you talked about that, like, our second episode or something. Yeah, it is a it is completely original. The only thing really wrong with it is that the headliner's falling because it's 30 years old. Was made by Saab. Was the it? headliner's always drooping on Saabs. So. Okay. Oh, wait a uh, minute. We're talking about 80s cars. We completely forgot to talk about Saabs. Yeah, well, yeah. My, I sold mine, so... That's true. Well, you that, and I both have the love for the 900. Yeah. I don't understand the love for the for the attempt at a sporting front wheel drive car that's not a hot hatch. Well, it was a hot hatch. Well, technically. the Saab 900 is a highway, a twisty highway storm storming machine. Right. Yeah. Even with a three speed automatic. It's it's a very austere. Why I like it is that it's a very austere car, and it just seems like an attempt for the Swedish to answer a problem in their own most in their own most efficient way. And they just thought about that in a completely different way than everyone there, else. Like the a longitudinal prob- front-wheel drive engine and then that goofy body. In an alternate universe, you're like a you're like a Swedish architect, aren't you, Blake? Yeah, I have a turtleneck and very severe glasses. Yes. So, Bork, Zirong, possibly? Yes, yes. Yeah, Bork, yeah. Zirong. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. I get that reference. But, uh, the, the problem they were looking for an answer to was they only had t- that car... Uh, which was pl- uh, based on the Saab 99 from mm-hmm. 1967, if I'm correct. Yeah. And they just stretched it out, just bought more bits on it, made a better engine. There, and in 1993, they were done, so they could just replaced it with the, uh, the GM 900, which is not as No, classic. but the thing is, though, that you can find 900, the, the GM 900s, in three door with sticks for like two thousand bucks. Right yeah, here. like Sensonic stick. How about not that? even a Sensonic stick? Although you yeah. drove that. The one yeah. thing That's I will weird. say on behalf of the Sobs is that they were very, very popular. You know, when I was living in New England, because yeah. they perform very well in the snow. Yeah. Um. You know, for it was. You know, if you wanted an upscale car at that point in time when all wheel drive really wasn't a thing, and you weren't going to buy a BMW or Mercedes because you weren't going to make it up the hills there. You know, you bought it. You bought a Saab. Yeah, that with was... a proper heater. Yeah. You know, the Saab heater was on mine. I could have it on either on cold if I wanted, like properly cold, and then slightest notch to the left, mm-hmm. and it was Hades's gates basically. Oh, so it was like <laughs> turning on the broiler in the oven at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like a shower head where it's like freezing, 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 perfect, and then boom, you're you're melting. Your yeah, skin's that, melting. that freezing, and then instantly it's just hot, hot. Yeah, um, that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense for Saab. And also, the Saab, it's hard for us to imagine how much of a cultural icon the Saab was in the 80s. Because, you know, like, Michelle Pfeiffer drove a convertible version. And yeah. then Kurt Vonnegut loved it, and black rappers loved it. Yeah, gold BBS. That's it's like a motherfucking spaceship. That is some range. Yeah, that is. Yeah. What what car what car gets mentioned in, by um, Eric, D, Eric B. and Rakim and also gets an essay written by Kurt Vonnegut? Uh, that doesn't happen. Definitely not the Cadillac Catera, that's for sure. Yeah. Which is an Opel by another name. Yes, it is. Which also then went to Australia and became the Monaro and the Commodore, which then came here as the GTO. 
Exactly. And I used to have when I had my GTO when I took all the uh, stock suspension parts off and upgraded them. I had a, it was a, it was Cadillac Catera owner that wanted to buy everything off of it because it was an improvement and it bolted up. Yeah, I would just wonder if those are going to have the uh, the rusty rear arches just like every every Opel Omega on the planet. Uh, what the GTOs? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. The curse will get them at one, some point. The it, well, I mean, we're in the southwest here, so there's no. But that car was, I mean, to be honest, out of every, that's one of the in in old GM. That was probably the best product, best built product I'd ever felt from them. Yeah, that the thing interior was, was great. Very solid. I mean, it it felt legitimately like a Mercedes build. Quality also had at the, time. the best seats of any GM car at the time. It's still excellent seats. Yes. Um, I, I really miss that car, but well, the GM really has come a long way with their seats. Yeah, the SS had great seats. the the new The new seats in the in the C7 are unbelievable. Yeah, good. the seats in the C7 are great. This, the seats of the Camaro SS are like hulking and humongous, but they work. They have really good. Well, support. they they knew who their market was, and they need to accommodate everybody. Not yeah. even the width thing. You just looked at a passenger seat, and it's like this wide. Yeah. Like, the bolsters are huge. They so. probably learned a lot about uh, seat making from Saab, you know, with the, all the, the Saab Recaros on the... Oh, yeah, like yeah, the well, 9,000 I mean, aero, aero yeah, seats. Yeah, yeah, with the Batman this, seats. Batman this time, seats. you know, with the C7, like, GM's just going straight to Recaro for a lot of their seats now. Yeah. Um, and as they should have done a long time ago, because everybody else does. Um, but, uh, you know... It's such, just not Recaro if it doesn't say Recaro in, like, 15 different, like... Letters on, lettering on the side. I, I am going to buy a set of uh, Recaro Sportster CSs for my vet, and they do not have Recaro branding anywhere visible on them. Nice. You know what they say? Never go full Recaro. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Gross. And on that note, I think it's about time to wrap up here. I think it is. So. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Oh, great to have you down. Well, Enjoy your time you. in California. Yeah. All right, so that's this episode of Hoover's. Well, Auntie, do you want to plug anything? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Yeah, well, all the magazines that I write for are finished, so I guess it's slim. slim so call up Auntie, he'll hook you up. Yeah, exactly. But um, you're on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Julkinen at Twitter. And How do you spell that? J-U-L-K-I-N-E-N. Yeah. Okay, that's, right? that's yeah. what yeah. I thought it would be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my unpronounceable names aren't really... Twitter proof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have things like umlauts and things like that that yeah, we don't yeah, have. Yeah. Yeah. And, that little, and that little slash to the O, which is Yeah, I bad. guess Blue Oyster Cult was invented in Finland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Motley Crue and Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Chris, of course, if you want uh, your own damn podcast, get your own damn podcast. Yes, thank you for uh, sponsoring my company, Shout Engine, here. It's uh, for, not sponsoring, but... Uh, thank you for putting for on this plugging podcast. Them. Yes. Uh, you, you know, we're uh, giving out all kinds of free podcasting space, so come on over. It's uh, free. I expect so. that check in the mail, Chris. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm on Twitter as well, BZRong, B-Z-R-O-N-G. No umlauts, no weird O's slashes. So. Yeah, I suppose I, I'm, I'm on Twitter as well at Hayes Data. Hayes Data. Where you uh, mostly just complain about how late it is. Uh, yeah, it's because my hours are insane. Yeah. So. Great. All right. So this is actually this episode of Universe at this point.